third wheel. Third wheel. Welcome to the third wheel. With me, me, and you. You mentioned that you used to live in Wellington, Val. Yeah, we both do. Yeah. Did you grow up there or? No. I grew up in a little town called Geraldine. <gasps> Shout out Geraldine. Shout out Barkers. <laughs> <laughs> no, one of my best friends is from Geraldine. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Last um, name Ward? I don't know. <laughs> I left starting year eight, moved to Dunedin. So I had oh, some yeah. great farm life and then moved to Dunedin <laughs> for my high school years, which yeah. was great as well. Did you um, do Did you do a uni down there as well? No, Wellington. Okay, so you went to Wellington for uni. Yeah, okay. yeah, to Messy. Okay, cool. Great. Mm. What did you do at uni? Uh, started off fine arts. Well, the first year at Massey, everyone does kind of the same creative thing if you're doing fashion. and do, Or if you feel like you want to do those industries, you'll do kind of a similar intro year. Mm. And then second year, you pick your kind of major, which I went into fine arts because I was really interested in fine arts. And then kind of quickly just realized that it was... It was. It's, I think it is still a very good course, but it's very conceptually based, mm. and I was confused as to why I wasn't learning practical skills. Mm. And so um, I was doing photography electives, and was really enjoying that. And so I made the transition after second year into photography, but also didn't want to do an extra year. So I kind of tried to do more papers and try again a year, which I did do. But it just made my uni <laughs> papers a bit more hectic. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it, was, it ended up being a design degree major yeah. in photography. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Great. And that's where you, what the time in your life where you met at while you were? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we did. We mm. were, I was at Messi as well. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. And so we were just kicking around the same group of friends. Mm. Cool. Um, did you? Grew up in Wellington? Or? No, I grew up in Hawke's Bay. Oh, nice. Um, Which part? Like on the outskirts of Havelock North. Okay. Yeah. And I actually started a, an industrial design degree at Vic. Which Ooh. seems so weird to say now. I don't even really understand what that is, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, we could get into that in great depth. But um, designing things, products. Oh, okay. Yeah, mm. yeah, 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 yeah. That makes sense Ca to me. Furniture. Yeah. Um, cars. Yeah. This <laughs> that, microphone. This mic. Yeah. <laughs> Those Things. shoes. Um, yeah. And then I like had this big existential crisis and um, ended up going to Massey and doing a comms degree, um, majoring in journalism and minoring in expressive arts. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, what a mix. Mm. Interesting. Two incredibly lucrative industries. <laughs> <laughs> Look. <laughs> How did you like journalism? Because I did journalism as well, mm. but at AUT. Right. Um, and I mean, here I am. This is about as far as the journalism. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, it was I definitely loved the creative arts stuff more but it was like wow cool I'm getting a degree and I'm like writing a play <laughs> or yeah. I'm making a small documentary or writing a book of poems yeah but um it was an interesting time to study journalism because it was like right as social media was kind of 
I was going to say being invented, but like really taking off. Yeah, and it being was, like a center point. Of- yeah, and when like traditional journalism was very much on the decline and um, we had these lecturers who were like completely not digitally savvy at all or yeah. learning with us. Um, yep, yep, yep. This and is a, all very familiar. Yeah. <laughs> and a large discourse around like, like does the fourth estate even exist and no one's getting money anymore and advertising's ruining everything. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, that was kind of my study. And so you were in the in a similar group of friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I think so. <laughs> like, periphery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Massey mm. was quite cool like that. I mean, mm. it was a lot smaller than campuses here, I think. Yeah, and so um, it, we kind of talk about this in terms of how we made paradise, but you develop a very wide group of friends who are doing creative stuff Mm. and it's interesting where everyone has landed 10 years on. Mm. Well, Wellington itself is tiny and Mm. then Massey itself is like a small campus Mm. and there's all the different creative industries Mm. that are all people studying and, you, yeah, you do. And I think probably that first year as well where you do that, people are doing fashion, people are doing industrial, people want to do photography, graphic, Mm. they all are in the same classes for that first year. So it's probably where I feel like you get a kind of intermingling Mm. potentially. Mm. Do you both consider yourself extroverts? No. (laughs) 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 No, I wouldn't. I would say I am an extroverted introvert. (laughs) (laughs) Forget that part out. (laughs) Um, Like love alone time effervescent on demand. Oh, Okay. That makes more sense. <laughs> yeah, okay, cool. And Patrick, would you consider yourself an introvert then just by, by your quite visceral uh, yeah. <laughs> I would, no. yeah, I think so. I like I love being with people, but I wouldn't describe myself as an extrovert. Yeah, that's yeah. not where you get your energy from. No. Yeah, I feed off the energy of a lot of other people for sure, mm. but I wouldn't myself put myself out there as much yeah 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 i do think it's an inherent part of being a maker of any time of any sorry description is like Mm. needing that time alone it's true Mm. it's true i guess the reason why i asked is because um you talk about uh having like all these people that you know from uni and this sort of like intermingling um, and I, I wondered whether that was something that came from your personalities um, or whether that was something that was really fostered like by the course or something as well because mm-hmm. I know that having gone to Auckland, University of Auckland first, I mean part of it is the fact that it's huge but incredibly isolating time in first mm-hmm. year, just like alone in a room of people. Oh. It was not It was not that experience at all. So, oh. like, I think that's incredible that you had that opportunity yeah. to just, like, mingle and meet so many people. Yeah, well, all, I would think that all my kind of best friends and the people I still keep in contact most are those people I met in first year mm. at yeah. that time. So there definitely is something and maybe, like I said, again, it's just Wellington is quite a small, tight-knit mm. place anyway. Yeah, such um, a different vibe there. I mean, I wouldn't describe it as, like, um, an American varsity campus, like brochure shot where we're all just lounging around on the lawn laughing <laughs> together. But yeah. Um, yeah, I think there was like, it's the geography of Wellington is interesting. It's like a basin and like rinses everyone into the middle and people are just making 
shit and there's stuff going on really close together all the time whereas here it's much more people live at home people are driving it's just really different vibe yeah that's an interesting analysis the idea that like everybody sort of like (laughs) gets um like almost like falls into the basin and and does stuff together because I was just thinking that because I'm going to Wellington this weekend and I'm like what is it that makes Wellington so freaking cool like you know like but like a concentrated level of cool you know like yeah it really feels like everything's sort of like concentrated Mm. there um but i guess that's a huge generalization and also like (laughs) but it is like you can walk from Newtown to the center of town in like half an hour Mm. so and it's like that's such a small space where everyone is living and yeah you know got to compare it to Auckland, which is so much bigger in terms of population and mm-hmm. um, that's got to have some kind of factor in terms of you just see people all the time in yeah. Wellington, you know. I left yeah. Wellington for like seven years and came back and it's still like you walk down the street and you're like, hi, hi. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's a little yeah. village. Yeah, yeah. Really, it's a really nice charm of Wellington for sure. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. cute. So did you end up flatting t- together in Wellington as well? Or? no. No, we never did. We didn't really see much of each other, even kind of have much contact with each other for quite a few years, Mm. really, Mm. um, until uh, I happened to be through Madrid and saw that Belle was there and was (laughs) like, hey, I see you're here. Should we catch up? (laughs) And then we did. And then that kind of rekindled a friendship. Mm. That's so cool. Yeah, because probably hadn't talked to you for maybe like, four years yeah. or maybe longer just I don't like know. fell just off like, the planet went overseas was doing stuff um and then we both just moved back to New Zealand and Auckland at kind of the same time mm. surreal now to like think about being in that bar in Madrid like whoa life what's whoa, what's gonna happen and here we are <laughs> what, were you, what, were <laughs> what were you both doing what were either and both of you doing in Madrid <laughs> Just like OE me. buzz or like a what? an OE o- buzz. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sure. I was um, living there at the time randomly um, like working at freelancing and um, teaching <laughs> yoga. Wow. How do Yeah. And do you speak Spanish? No. Um, yeah. <laughs> so that was a vibe. I mean, I did more at the time when I was, a, when I was young. Like mm. two years ago now but um yeah that was that, that was a whole vibe wow um, incredible mm, amazing did you did you love it at the time yeah I did mm. I was just like drunk on that feeling that anything was possible mm. I think it's hard to not reflect on that time in, of my life I think we were probably overseas for the same amount of time maybe like five years six mm. years um through the lens of COVID now, I was like, yeah. <laughs> wait, what? I did what? And yeah. 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 So that's what I was doing. Pat was mm. just passing through. Yeah. I was uh, a guest kind of OE-ish thing, but I had been in London for three years working Yeah, and was just feeling like I wanted to come home. Mm. And so just kind of did some kind of travel through um, that whole area for like six months, which again now in reflection <laughs> feels crazy that I'd done that yeah. kind mm. of the year leading up to COVID happening. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just had a really nice time seeing some beautiful countries mm. on my way back home. Nice. Yeah. It's, it is kind of funny to think that 
yeah, my reaction when you tell me these stories is like, wow, that's so amazing. And I think <laughs> like a lot of people would say that, but realistically before COVID, that was not a strange experience to have, to be able to live in another country and like mm. do a little, you know, either like a working holiday or like Yeah, well, I, was, I had started some freelance work for a friend of mine who lived in New Zealand. Mm. And so I did like a month or two in Portugal and then yeah. worked again for a couple of months when I was in Turkey. And so <laughs> it was like, yeah, it was absolutely doable, but it's, it is a weird thought to have now mm. of that time. Mm, mm. And how, yeah, lucky we were and privileged to do that as well. Yeah. You know, it's such a privilege. So lucky. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But you both came back to New Zealand around the same time after those stints overseas? Yeah. Or? I came back November, December yeah, we 19. Mm -hmm. And then so had summer and just moved up to Auckland. And we had both just moved into a flat together about two weeks before lockdown mm. so um on one hand an amazing thing that we just got a flat and we just moved <laughs> in and we had beds and things so you can say beers uh, that beers. too <laughs> <laughs> that's, kind of, that's kind of what lockdown was just oh, beds yeah. and beers to be yeah. honest like <laughs> whiskeys and tequila yeah, <laughs> yeah, mm. but yeah so we very quickly um you know, got to know each other even more. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, How many people a, in that flat? Uh, there was four, uh, but Emma, who was in the flat as well, her parents live in Auckland, so she went and stayed with them for the first lockdown. Okay, mm. yeah. Have us a bit more space, which is nice. <laughs> yeah. 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 The, the timing mm. was uncanny though, right? Like I was telling you off air, mm. um, just this whole experience of coming back after a long time overseas overseas and away from New Zealand mm. into Auckland where neither of us had lived, knew, had been here, had whatever. Yeah, that's true. It's, it's, I, I, for, I forget that, that you, you would have been like newcomers to Auckland yeah. as well. Yeah. Mm. And then so you arrive at a city and you can't explore it. So mm. your concept of the city, like we used to, <laughs> <laughs> we used to live um, in Kingsland and like just, Beyond yonder was like, is that motorway yeah. that runs down in the northwestern? Yeah, we yeah. used to joke that it was like a big lake and that, like, we were just somewhere totally random because your concept of the city is so much the way you experience it. Yeah. Like, and so that was sort of surreal as well. Once we finally came out of lockdown, that was like part of assimilating back into New Zealand as oh, well. Man, that is so strange because <laughs> Auckland was a weird place for quite a while after mm. that first lockdown. Mm. Um, I remember quite vividly, um, I think it would have been the time we went into level two after the lockdown and like bars were allowed to be open, but they weren't allowed to just serve alcohol. They had to also serve food and it was like single server. And, like, <laughs> had all to be seated. Had to be seated, yeah. And like coming up to K Road and it was a Friday night. It was like 11 o'clock at night and I was going out for like a couple of drinks and some snacks and the place was just dead. Mm. And I was like, what is this city? <laughs> <laughs> Where am I? So for that to have been your first experience of Auckland – such a shame mm. <laughs> especially when you're like we left wellington for this <laughs> <laughs> we, well yeah or we left 
Europe. Uh, you, <laughs> no, that was well, that was one of the like joys. Joys yeah. is like I don't I can't like in my head you know I couldn't miss London because I'm like we can't go to the pubs everyone's stuck at home. Yeah. Um. So very, it made it a lot easier moving yeah. back home because yeah. you're like um everyone else's experience is a similar thing and it's, yeah yeah absolutely mm-hmm. but lockdown is when first lockdown is when you started. Paradise Press or had to come yes. up with the idea for Paradise Press. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> Indulge me. Yeah. Um, because I know I know very little about that story. Like I I yeah, I don't really know much about like where the you yeah. know lockdown would be a great place to start. Mm. Basically, maybe you remember this differently, but we were locked down in our house in our flat. And our other flatmates, one of them was working, one of them had gone to their parents. So it was just kind of Pat and I, I had lost all my freelance work. And so did I. You, so yeah. did you. So we were both just like unanchored ships basically. Mm. And um, after you spend like two days clearing up your Google Drive, you're like very have nothing to do. Mm. And we were talking about, well, firstly we'd moved into this house and all the walls were blank. We're like, oh man, wish there was somewhere cool we could buy art that wasn't like $7,000. And secondly, we had been talking about wanting to self-publish some of our own work, me, Mm. some of my poetry work and Pat, some of his photography Mm. and design work. And we're like, oh, what if we just like did a thing? And then um, we're like, oh, what would we call it? What would it be? And then um, it kind of took off from there. Yeah, it kind of spiraled when you get the (laughs) the idea because we had the time, you know, (laughs) when you came up with the thought and then we kind of – it definitely evolved those kind of few weeks, I think, when we had, I don't know what our first concept would have been to where it is now Mm -hmm. through those first few weeks we were just kind of toying around – you know, um, uh, you know, because we wanted to not just be our work as well. We wanted to include other people, and then we knew that very quickly after lockdown we would need to get jobs as well. And this isn't <laughs> going to be our. Have <laughs> to be mm. practical here. We weren't going to mm. suddenly not be able to not work and just <laughs> yeah. start this business. You'd and still so, need bread and butter. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And so we were trying to think of ways that we can create this idea that can still work in a way that we can have our day-to-day job but also run this in the background mm. and so that's where kind of the print to order and like um, only processing the orders once a month mm-hmm. and that sort of thing works in our favor because we both have to work five days a week you know <laughs> yeah so um yeah so that was that was a kind of result of what it had to be you know so yeah. we kind of yeah created the, the model in which we work to work mm. in our favor yeah can you, um, because I know how the model works, yeah. do you, do you want to explain how, how Paradise Press works? And Yeah, so we, <clears throat> we've done three launches of works by um, creatives or artists or just, um, yeah, people are making really cool work and they have three to four images per artist uh, and we've kind of, the way we've been doing it is in drops of collections. So when it was released, for that month, you can order online, um, and at the end of every month, we will print, frame. If it's printed and frame, we'll just the print by itself and package it that week after the end of every month. Mm-hmm. So every month there is that processing day that we spend one day doing that. 
Um, mm. And so it means that you know people have to. There's a bit of excitement because they have to wait for the work to come, mm. which we kind of like that kind of bit of excitement and mm. it slows down the process as well. It's not mm. so instant gratification of buying stuff online. Mm. You're like, we're real people. Mm. <laughs> like if someone orders on a Tuesday, I'm not going to get home from work on Tuesday at 5 p.m. and then go online and get or, you know, get my print printed and then the next day it arrives and I have to frame it, then I have to package it up and send it. So it's yeah, just it's like, not it's not, no, not at all. No. So doing it in a way that we set the days that we do production um, really helps that. Mm. And people have to buy into that as well, I think, which people have, which is really nice. Yeah. 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 So in a way, it's a digital gallery Mm. that we sell limited edition prints of creatives' work. And the creatives that we stock aren't generally professional artists. So the ethos is around... um, the insight kind of came from like, wow, we know so many people that we see making really beautiful work. Yeah. And like, what if um, we could create a platform in which we could make their work available for other people mm. and also make art collecting way more accessible mm. for pre- predominantly younger people? Mm. Um, also knowing that like when you're a maker or an artist of any kind, one of the hardest things is to um, market yourself and yeah. feel good enough. And yeah. I think if a third party is involved, yeah. aka Paradise Press, um, it takes that terror away of, of self-promotion yeah. basically. Yeah. Um, and then the other element to the business model was to um, work with a charity to donate some of our proceeds. Yeah. Um, it was never like Pat touched on before in – initiative to make us money we were never like cool quit our day jobs well at the time ironically we had no work anyway Um, (laughs) which I might add is incredible to start a business because you've got nothing to lose but um, how can we work meaningfully with a charity that's not just lip service um, has been a really cool learning part of the journey for us as well yeah and it's something that we're really cognizant of in this time that we yeah. are living in. Um, the Kindness Institute is a really awesome not-for-profit based here in here in Auckland. And um, I was sort of like loosely knew some of the people involved through various other things in, in my world, like yeah. yoga and writing and yeah. um it's really cool. Sometimes we go to the events and and shoot for them or um, any kind of like collab dynamic that we can offer. But yeah, em- embedding that into our business was um, became a really important part of it as well. Was that um, something that you thought about early in the process of developing this platform, or? Um was that something that sort of just came up in conversation where you were like, what if we? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a good question. I think it was always like altruistic in the sense of like, we weren't we don't make big over we don't make big profits from this. Mm. We're very transparent with artists in terms of how much they make and yeah. hard costs and all of that. Yeah. Um, and then it was sort of around the Black Lives Matter movement as well that definitely made us reconsider it more strongly. Um, And I don't know how to say that in a way that doesn't 
make it sound like it was just a reactionary thing. But I think it was like, okay, we have an opportunity here to be even more conscious about how we operate mm-hmm. as yeah. a business. Yeah. Um, and so um, we sort of talked with some of our artists and and some of them didn't feel comfortable with selling their work if there wasn't that part built in. So it was sort of a, a nice yeah, we definitely because we had hey. when we were coming up with the idea, we had already started to talk to some friends that we thought to talk like talking about the idea. Would you be interested? And then so we started to bounce some ideas with them as well mm. around what do you think about the the like pre order? What do you think about you know? And talk to mm. them about pricing and all everything around mm. what we were doing. We were talking to that first group that we had on board. Mm. So it's really nice to kind of have that yeah outside opinion on what we were kind of mm. our, our thoughts and yeah. So it really is sort of like. I mean, even though you two are at the centre of it, it really is sort of like a whole community of people. Who yeah, sort of yeah, we've had lo- yeah, we've had a lot of trust from people to do this, which has been great. Yeah. You know, mm. it's it's you know, pe- people can be quite precious over their own art, <laughs> so it's got a lot yeah. to kind of get people to trust us to do what we do with it. So um, yeah, pretty thankful that people have thus far been very supportive with what we've done with it. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Have you faced any sort of major <laughs> hurdles? Because uh, I imagine like any um, business or platform that like it's not all smooth sailing, right? Oh, yeah, constantly. I think like <laughs> <laughs> in a good way. Yeah. I mean like as a side thing, I think for Pat and I who both work at creative agencies and have our separate freelance mm-hmm. experience, the whole experience of setting up a business is really valuable having working in, in the creative agency space as well. Um, for me, two big things spring to mind is like sustainability and, and finding local suppliers yeah. and every mm. hurdle that we come across is, oh, this is everything's mass produced. It's going to cost us so much money to try and do this ethically mm. to the extent where we used to have enough like this like giant roll of core flute cardboard that would roll out on the deck and hand cut with a Stanley <gasps> knife to box all of our orders. I still oh. have that box of cardboard. <laughs> <laughs> I've just moved into my new flat. I'm not sure. It's still there. <laughs> it's still all as big. When it first arrived, you couldn't get your hands over it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But, so, like, um, manual as fuck. Yeah, like, I mean, yeah, we out. wanted to not... And like that again is a result of the pre-order as well as that we are yeah. not holding on to stock. And that was mm. a big thing. It's like we can't afford to because it's a limited 20 per print. If we had five artists on launch with three prints each and printing all those at once, like that's such a big commitment to us that oh they're going to sell, yeah. you know, or just the, having the money to do that. So not holding any stock has been a really um, valuable um, Yeah model for us which yeah. is sustainable as well because you're not then if it doesn't sell then you're like oh what do you like, you know <laughs> you either have to like put it on sale but then it's artwork you don't want to put artwork on you know yeah. or reduce sale or anything like that yeah. so um that um logistics again i basically was like okay we don't want to sink a lot of money in into this we had not worked over lockdown you know yeah. there was all of that in the background um so it wasn't like, cool, we're going to buy a printer, we're going to buy this, we're going to buy this. It was very much bit by bit, like, um, which I think really works with the whole kind of slow art model that we mm. talk about in relation to Paradise Press. Mm. Um, another thing is just like 
selling stuff in a kind of global sort of recession, very hectic, uncertain time is mm. like a whole other Promoting thing. yourself for people to buy things yeah. when you're like all this kind of things. People, a lot of people will be going through hardship and stuff. And yeah. so it's, yeah. it's hard to um, put yourself out there in that way. But mm. then I feel like you've still got, to, you know, people are always going to create and do things. So I feel like you can't, exactly. you can't just yeah. not do it. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's really interesting that you say that. Um, a conversation that I've been having with a lot of creatives on these couches is this idea of worth mm-hmm. um, and how, like, sometimes it, it's not necessarily, I mean, you know, I, I think artists very much should be able to live off their art. That I, I believe that philosophically. Mm. But I think quite often what's more important for artists and creatives is that their work gets out there Mm. um, and they still want to communicate the worth connected to that. So if they just like give it away for free, (laughs) it's like that that unfortunately communicates something to people about the worth Mm. of the art. Mm. And so asking for money for it is a way of communicating, hey, this is value, this has Mm. had work put into it um, Mm. and stuff like that as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah, that's been a very – hotly contended topic for us is because we want to value the artist's work but also we want it to be affordable for people our age because everyone's not making money (laughs) and so that's where um, obviously it's print so it's um, reproduced um, works and limit of 20 Um, and I think it's also that it's kind of photographers and designers who are working full-time things in the in their lives and yeah. making cool stuff on the side so uh, it's like a little bonus extra and that's kind of helping validate I guess or give yeah. some worth it's not like going to a gallery and oh, someone's yeah. got this one-off piece that's been a lot of time there's mm. a lot of thought behind you know yeah. why they've exhibited mm, it yeah. there's a it's a different approach when we've been kind of um, talking to artists you know it's given them a reason to create new work mm. or something like that yeah. that's mm. Um, it's a little less intimidating than, yeah, exhibiting in a gallery. So yeah. it's yeah. Um, it's more for people to just have nice things on their wall, you know. <laughs> yeah. And it's a, like yeah. you know what, like everyone loves having nice things on your wall in your house. So yeah. Yeah. why not be local artists and like you know people who are making really cool things? I think yeah. Pat touched on a really like nice thing I've experienced coming or as part of. Paradise Presses, um, a lot of the creatives we work with have said, oh, this is cool because it's given me like a reason to make. Mm. And I think about commissions that I've had as a poet or a writer, whether or not they're commercial or not, sometimes having a brief or a deadline or Mm. someone validating what you're doing to the extent they want to do something with you is so important on your creative development journey um so that's been super awesome also like I think it's now more than ever um hate to bring it up but the fucking house crisis but like I would I love think anybody who's listening <laughs> is gonna be like how dare they bring would that up I would love to just interrupt and only talk I'm kidding um <laughs> no our space is precious more mm-hmm. than ever the tiny place in which we occupy feels so um uncertain that I think there is something really lovely about at least feeling like you have control over a little bit 
the way it looks and feels inside um and and that's another joy I think that has come out of of paradise yeah Yeah. and working Mm. with my bud (laughs) (laughs) yeah I was gonna ask like um how has running a a business together a platform together how has that sort of affected your friendship because yeah because I, I mean yeah but I mean before you came back to New Zealand you met up in Madrid and you hadn't spoken in years yeah, and, yeah. so random <laughs> and now yeah. you're hanging out at the end of every month making friends yeah. together yeah <laughs> I think it's definitely grown our friendship for sure we're both very laid-back people and it's not like this we don't have ever have had any tension around what we're doing with paradise so that's big bonus you know um and it was, I think, we were a lot more involved when we were both living together and started mm. this and we were just like, every evening we talked about kind of what was going on. Uh, but now that we're in separate houses, then it's a lot more of the communication, a lot more trust in what each other are doing in uh, yeah. each part of the business. Mm. And that's what's made it so um, gel so well is that we both have different things that we offer that kind of work together, cool. um, which is why I think it's been so like yeah easy and let's um, unpack that what kinds, <laughs> what kinds of things do you um offer like what 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 okay. are the sort of like roles so, that you take on um Bell's all communication copywriting very much the bones of what we kind of do mm. in terms of um you know, every bit of copy, every bit of reach out to anyone, the communication with you today, which yes. is a huge, huge, huge part of the business is like just being um, active and um, letting people know we exist. Yeah. Um, and I guess I'm more of the back end and I've built the whole, I built the website myself and I've run the Shout back out, end of cool that. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and so, yeah, I'm a photographer, graphic design. So, um, the whole I get I'm really like process driven and so the idea of like working out how to run a shop efficiently and stuff just like mm. tickles me a little bit you know, <laughs> you know? I like I like it having being all organized and so yeah I run but then obviously each month when we do the production we do all that together as well mm. but I guess yeah I've helped just make sure that website's working cool. <laughs> and people can buy stuff. That's definitely um, a different dynamic though, hey, from living together to yeah, just yeah. being able Huge. to be like, I trust you to do your roles yeah. in yeah. this and yeah. you trust yeah. me to do my roles. Totally. It's quite different. Yeah. Yeah. And like with all the little lockdowns have been going on as well <laughs> and like I've just started a new job and like with our latest launch, we both had so much going on in our lives mm. and we were just like – but we did trust each other the whole time and, you know, yeah. it came together. But, you know, it was like, yeah, pretty hectic there for a while. <laughs> yeah. And um, can I ask, is is the is the business, um, I don't know whether I can call it, can I call it a business? Call it a business, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. it's a business. Yeah. We've, yeah, been, yeah, cool. we've been into the bank. We've got, a, we've yeah. got LTD. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, has, has it grown? Like, has, do you find that? Because, I mean, yeah. like, with things like other lockdowns coming up mm. and stuff yeah. like that, that can Yeah, so, so we started, things. like, what, July, August last year? Mm-hmm. And we had done, we did two collections last year. Yeah. And 
you know, we did the first month and it went fairly well and then we didn't put any new work on for the following month and so there was only like a couple of orders come through and then I think the following month we did again some new works um, and so we did see like a nice good growth and towards the end of the year we did the exhibition at Crumb. Yeah, um, shout out, that's how I know about you. Yeah, <laughs> um, which was really Thank great. You, yeah, thanks Miles. <laughs> um, and... I think that traction leading up to Christmas and again, there was COVID basically free. Everyone was yeah. like excited about summer. Um, <laughs> and then we kind of went a little bit of a hiatus because we both, you know, had summer things going on. Yeah. And then trying to bring it back into this year, yeah, it definitely has been a harder uh, entry and there's, mm. there's a lot of factors in that. It's yeah. like not only lockdowns but also post kind of – summer stuff people don't actually buy things it's like (laughs) in any uh, retail you know that's the Mm -hmm. quietest time of the year is right now so yeah yeah, it has been has been as not the same lead up from christmas but you kind of expect that a little bit but um so yeah just got to kind of keep on keep on doing it it's basically what we just keep on telling ourselves it's like that doesn't mean it's not going well it's just that you know you've just got to we're still very young we haven't been going for a year and it's like quite a a, like a different concept as well Mm. to um for people to get on board and to spend their money behind you (laughs) yeah yeah absolutely even though it is still kind of comparatively cheap um, it's still a lot of money for people our age, which is kind of the it's people true. we're kind of targeting. Mm, if, yeah. Or like, you know, but yeah, I don't know. There's been uh, a lot of unexpected kind of purchases from people that are definitely not who we thought. Yeah. You know, or just like little small towns in New Zealand that we've sent <laughs> packaging really to. Yeah. Or friends who have been at parties like drunkenly sending us photos like, there's paradise, but we're on the wall. Um, <laughs> it's, really, it's really cute because you only know it within your own ecosystem. And I think like sort of echoing what Pat said, it's been a real joy to work together and mm. having worked in like a few businesses now and having our own freelance stuff we were quite clear on the sort of vibe we wanted this to be which was just like ultimate trust really high visual output and um like be able to work it in a way where it didn't erode our lives like yeah so we could switch off all summer and not be like is the back end of this Shopify <laughs> what's happening with yeah. the back end <laughs> Darren from Danny Burke hasn't got his print you know it's yeah. just like so in that respect it's kind of reassuring that we can dial it up a little bit and dial it down mm. as we have time and I think that's mm. again they're like real joy of this business model which is slow and to order and means that we can fit it around the chaos of our everyday Mm. lives yeah but really only something in in my opinion really only something that you could be able to establish with someone that you trust yeah you know and be able to communicate with yeah totally Mm. yeah Um, because um you have to have uh this you have to be on the same wavelength like philosophically and how you're working and you have to be able to communicate that and all of that yeah. takes so much trust like think yeah. about going into that with someone who's like your office mm. mate well i guess the fact how? that we haven't no, really <laughs> thought about or like it hasn't really come up until yeah. like talking to you about it is probably yeah. a sign that it's it's worked, you know, yeah. and like we haven't, you know, yeah. nothing has really, yeah, I both think of a lot of trust. Yeah. And awesome, like, I think Pat's like, 
a fucking sick designer and I know that whatever he makes <laughs> will be awesome and he's so like precise and um, has been like amazing quality controller of this whole business mm. um, and so I just have implicit trust in that and I think because our livelihoods aren't riding on it there's not that added level of angst you know like yeah. oh we're gonna be making money we've got to pay rent it, mm -hmm. it I think that's probably another massive element to it as well we mm. can like kind of enjoy hanging out and shooting stuff together and coming up with ideas and um that in itself being a learning process for yeah. our own other working mm. creative yeah. life well I mean even though it is a business, it's still a creative co collaboration in that mm. way. Mm. Yeah. Totally. You're yeah. having fun doing those things. Cutting <laughs> that cardboard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but also, you know, like shooting and, mm. yeah. and, yeah. and updating the website and, yeah, know, like all that stuff. Yeah. It's creative. Mm. Even if it's not, yeah, creative in the same sense as like. Actually making the work. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah well, some of it is Patrick, so. um Really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sneak <laughs> some on there. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Mm. Great. Um, favorite artist work that you've. Oh, danger. Danger. Dangerous. I just feel uh, like <clears throat> I think you'd both have like personal preferences, things mm. that just really inspired you. Not like personally that artist was a great person, but just like works that you mm. um, that created prints for oh, that wow. you were like, wow, this is like, for me, like this is. Um, I've, so a guy, Tom McGuinness, who has just done an illustration for our latest drop, mm -hmm. um, he had said he'd been working on this kind of new style of illustration mm -hmm. um, and he was working on a print and he's like, this was like months ago mm -hmm. and then he showed us, showed me it and I was like, wow, this is really, really fucking cool mm. and then um, he was like, okay, I want to do like a couple more of these and then like another month or so went by and a uh, month or so and he's like he's just struggling to really get that the same kind of feeling into these other mm. two and we were obviously mm. working a bit of a deadline for our work yeah and i was just like dude just put the one work on there it's absolutely fine it yeah. doesn't have to be the whole collection yeah. um but anyway got that print sample printed when we before we launched this and it just looks amazing i think the illustrations and graphic work that we've mm. done has really been um I've been really impressed with just the, the quality in which we've been reproducing mm. this, really mm. the colours of that just really pop. Mm. Um, it's like a scene from a car where it's a dashboard and there's like a bit of sage burning, a CD, um, this big pot of like purple drink and like, <laughs> oh yeah, it's like this hectic little, yeah. So, so much great. going on, yeah. It's so cool. Yeah, I think that's my current fave on that, the site at the that, moment. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. the wave you're writing on. Yeah, <laughs> but they're, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yes, I think we need to acknowledge that you feel obviously passionate <laughs> about love different all of them. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, sometimes you just, I don't know, sometimes yeah. something just really like sparks a yeah. particular interest mm -hmm. for you in the moment, you yeah. know. So what about you, Belle? Do you have a particular one that stands out for you? Um, I think probably because I love a story. I'm like interested in the story and things. So, yeah, same. Um, <laughs> it's... I like working with artists and learning more about their process and like how they got to where they yeah. are. And, and yeah. so, um, so it's more that for me in a way, like I think the 
I'm so impressed by the level of artwork that we've gotten through. Mm. That's not to say that it's easy to curate what we have because mm. there's also um, – it's a standard and I don't think everyone's producing at that standard yet and it's a real, like, privilege to, to have the work yeah. that we do on the site. Yeah. Um, but, you know, ones from, like, someone who went to India and, like, shot – it was almost, like, quite politically driven what he was shooting or yeah. um, we have some – double exposures at the moment which is between two friends who live in different cities and they shoot film and then and then swap them and um shoot over them so they're like these cute conversations with friends oh my gosh yeah <laughs> oh my gosh i want to talk to them yeah <laughs> yeah really cool hey so like that to me is really cool and interesting yeah. and yeah. um you know people who um have fallen in love with a city or mm. um, have taken a punt and learned a new like printmaking skill, I think mm. is kind of speaks to the ethos of why we started Paradise in the beginning as well to yeah. encourage people to, to make cool shit and hopefully help elevate them to another level of awareness and, and people liking their stuff. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <sighs> I think you and I are very much on the same buzz in terms of like <laughs> wanting to hear people's stories and like, yeah, I love that. That's so cool. Um, so where do you see Paradise Press going? Because at the moment you're happy with how it's sort how how it is, I mm. imagine. Like what 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 are your sort of like dreams for it? Um, I imagine you haven't had much time to like, really <laughs> talk about. No, I, blue I think sky I'd thinking. like to. I'd like to include more mediums as well, mm. not just prints, and mm. like maybe work. We've talked about kind of, you know, different types of wall hangings where it's more like maybe a screen printed process with other graphic artists, or um, do more t-shirt things where we're getting artists involved in that process. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I'm not sure. I'd love to sell more of the kind of objects and things, but yeah. how that kind of fits into the the current model for the kind of pre-order basis stuff, it's kind yeah. of it becomes different. So mm. and also have dealing to, with more suppliers. Yeah, or then or like if it's yeah, someone who makes these beautiful objects and obviously made them, so then yeah, that's it's yeah. stock and but maybe there's a way we can still tell the same story. Mm. Um but yeah, few ideas, but still mm. just kind of Percolating. Keeping people getting, because we're still very young, you know, yeah. still trying to get people um, familiar with what mm. we're doing now and how Which we're is, doing it. I mean, that's that's a dream for the business, right? Like yeah. just outreach. Yeah. 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 We were pretty like amazed at um, the press that we got when we launched. Like mm. I still remember sitting in our flat over lockdown was it no after lockdown like on radio new zealand with my bedroom door shut like hi yes um paradise press here yeah. <laughs> um and and so like it has been really like i think validating the reception that we've got from mm. our idea and and the whole concept of the sl a slow art movement mm. being quite unique in its proposition mm. um and also, like, I guess the implicit trust that we talked about before in terms of our biz vibe means that there's scope for it to evolve and change and flex. But I mm. think keeping those principles the same will yeah. be um, important. 
yeah. yeah. I mean, like, obviously we'd love for it to grow and, like, become a really cool place that elevates artists. Um, mm. I don't think that's something that you do overnight. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Yeah. Happens slowly. Mm. Yeah, slow this space. <laughs> <laughs> All slow. Mm. <laughs> um, did you – I was just thinking about what you were saying about being on the phone to Aaron said. Um <laughs> Did you suffer from any imposter syndrome, like starting this up and being like, yes, this is what we do and we're like good at it? (laughs) (laughs) I think the hardest thing was around pricing for me and just like like, um, because we wanted it to be affordable, it was like validating the artist's worth and that has been the hardest and whether I still think that's right as a concept is mm. probably the most um, challenging part of the business yeah. um, because I want artists to be valued. Yeah. Um, but the way in which we work is kind of, you know, kind of flipping it and it's here a little bit in terms of printing to order um, the work. So, yeah, um, yeah it's, it's a hard balance between want people around our age wanting to buy work and paying the artist for the work and then the cost that it costs to make the work mm, yeah. and the cost, that cost to yeah. package it or to yeah. frame it and all of these extra things that you just like yeah. stacks up so very, very quickly. Yeah. Um, and then giving 25% of our profits to charity because <laughs> yeah. it's a really good thing to do and paying yeah. our artists 50% because that's a really good thing to do. Yeah. Um, but that still figure is, you know, is yeah, has been probably the hardest thing for me. Is yeah. is that right? Is it? Yeah. 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 Price to value the artist, and it's and it's interesting as well because we've kind of done it as a base one price for all the prints. Yeah. But different creatives have had different backgrounds, and yeah. like one's a photographer and one's a yeah. illustrator, and so you know, valuing all the artists with the same price is quite. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. A real journey. I, I guess a couple of things to that though. Like first of all, when artists agree to get involved, oh, like, totally. you're so and transparent about that. Totally, and that that's, that's like, what I was talking about. It's not like different to exhibiting your work because you have – you put maybe a whole year into like the work you're doing, yeah. whereas we've approached photographers or illustrators and they've just looked through some of the archives of – photos and they're just like oh yeah I took this cool photo a few years ago yeah. I'd happily let someone buy this as a print mm-hmm. and so definitely the artist knowing the, the, the like we are so transparent so they yeah. yeah knowing what it is um but yeah still something I think about I think yeah, yeah. I also think like we have that relationship with the artist where we are like tell us your vibe. Like if someone came to us and said, I'd love to exhibit with you, but the price I feel like X, then we'd totally be open to that discussion. Yeah. But then it, yeah, it's a wider thing. And you're dealing with artist sensibilities and their public image as well. And yeah. that in itself is a lot to carry and uphold. Yeah. So yeah, yeah mm. you're right. The pricing, like cool logistics and marketing and yeah. look and feel is like, so different to the capital value that you're putting on this. Yeah. Um, mm. Yeah. I guess in terms of the emotional work that that is. It, <laughs> but, I mean, uh, that's that's part of – in a way that's part of the service that you provide because yeah. realistically if if artists are doing it 
for themselves if they're not printing something through you, if they're like wanting mm. to have their own mm. platform. Mm. They have to do all that thinking yeah. anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. They have to build the so, website. Yeah. They, yeah. Have to have content. <laughs> yeah. they have to decide how much to sell it yeah. for it, you know? Yeah, totally. So, yeah, yeah. It, it's part of the value proposition grow. Sorry to use um, <laughs> like marketing. Terms. Yeah, I'm like, I don't even know what you're saying. Like, <laughs> you in this fucking studio. Um, <laughs> I just on that like imposter syndrome thing, I think. Yes, totally. Fucking hell. Anyone who's making anything in this world feels that. Yeah. I feel that as a poet putting my words out into the world. I feel yeah, that word. as a copywriter. Yeah. I feel that as a human. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yes, but I think um, we just had nothing to lose, really. Yeah. Mm. Um, except the trust of the artist. But, um, <laughs> but when we knew yeah. that, like, we would brand it in a really beautiful way that completely yeah. honoured the work that they were mm. doing. Um, why? Why not? Yeah. And yeah. if we if we were like stifled by imposter syndrome, it would be kind of ironic that we were doing this thing to yeah. like to convince that for artists. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 Hundred mm. percent. I think that's so important that um, that that's part of what you're doing. You're circumventing imposter syndrome from mm. other artists um and yeah I, I can't express like how important I think that is I've mm. um uh, I have a friend who like challenges my imposter syndrome mm. so often and I was like man I, like I don't know what I'd do without you so the <laughs> fact that you actually have like a practical way of helping artists out of that is mm. so rad so rad it's amazing thanks <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys write haiku? Oh, I wrote an acrostic poem. Oh, acrostic. Yes, we discussed. Oh. Vibe change. Did you? Yeah. Did you? <laughs> Did you write haiku? I feel kind of sorry yeah. for Pat because I'm a poet. So this is like. <laughs> Copywriting is my least favorite <laughs> thing in the world. Like, I think you're actually way better at it than yeah, you think. But, yeah, I think yeah. it's. I think that's the case with any kind of writing with anyone. Everyone's like, I'm so bad. And then yeah. they whip out their poem and it's like, I'm crying over here. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, shall we Shall we share them? You're lucky we both have Pat and Belle yeah. <laughs> as names. We went for, a, yeah, the three letter. Um, I have to pull mine up. Do you mm. have yours? Do you know it's off by heart? Uh, mm, I will remind myself quickly. But um, yeah. You lead. Have a look at you lead. Okay. My poem's called Pat. <laughs> that's funny because mine's called Belle <laughs> I, I want to clarify for the listeners that this is an acrostic poem yeah yes. okay P oh that's not going to work okay um, pretty awesome at everything to be honest oh. <laughs> Belle bound by words ever present life of leisure oh <laughs> Bob, yours is so good. Both of them are great. Put that on my tombstone. <laughs> Life of leisure. Tell Life me more leisure. about that. <laughs> Madrid. I think you I know. Mean, <laughs> yeah. Floating around teaching yoga. Yeah. Namaste. Yeah. <laughs> oh, amazing. Well, um, if you like, we can wrap it up here. Cool. Unless you have like a big plug or anything. A plug. Whoa. Yeah. Zazar. <laughs> uh -uh. oh, Paradisepress.co.nz. Um, <laughs> Go on the site. Da, have da, a look. Da, da, paradisepress.co.nz. Um, <laughs> look, come and buy the prints. I don't know. 
you've heard all of everything that we've spoken about today, I think. Um, we're super appreciative of all the support we've had so far, our friends, the artists, people who have bought our work. And, um, yeah, thanks for having us today. And yeah, thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Yeah.